you know what, Jen? I don't think I've ever looked better in my life. I think I'm I'm at the peak of my physical prowess. I think you are. At the moment. And yeah. I would love to share that with people. I'd love people to be able to see me in the flesh. Just it's to... selfish to keep this. <laughs> it is. This amount of radiance needs to be shared. So I thought what I would do is invite people along to see me in real life. To be in the same room at the Museum of Comedy. At the Museum of Comedy, because comedy is what I do <laughs> most of the time. <laughs> and you belong in a museum. No, oh, no. No, no, no. It was How rude. My self-esteem had climbed and now it's back down on the floor. But no, I um, love the Museum of Comedy and I'm going to go there and I'm going to take my raw magnetism with me uh, on Wednesday the 24th of April. Can I come too? You can. Just try not to sort of detract from my glow, you know. Okay. Uh, we are going to have the magnificent Jenny Ryan, a magnificent guest, Ooh. TBA. Wednesday the 24th of April, put it in your diaries, bring your sunglasses because I am shining. Yeah, get your tickets now. The link is in our social media or from the music. Museum of Comedy website. Oh, please do come. Jen's all right as well. What's your name? Jenny Ryan. Correct. What's my name? Lucy Porter. Correct. What are we doing? We're making a podcast all about quizzing. Correct. What's it called? Fingers on buzzers. Correct. Hello and welcome once again. Welcome. (laughs) Welcome. Welcome. Welcome to Fingers Fingers on Buzzers. We've gone very sort of twee, haven't we? I don't know. Early home service, woman's hour. (laughs) We're allowed on the radio for... Stay calm. Just 50 (laughs) minutes per day. (laughs) So, hello. Coming up today... We have got... A wonderful guest. Oh, he's one Why of the finest. I will never know. I don't know, but it's Alan Connor, who is a delight, a joy, and an absolute poppet. He really is. He's. I've got a mad pash for him. I'm absolutely <laughs> terrified now. Actually. I feel like have we just graduated from Mallory Towers or something? Oh God, don't don't take me back there. Don't take me back to 1950s <laughs> private school. You've got to listen to quiz as well. Uh, from Alice Cook. I want to say Alice Cooper so much. We've got Alan Connor <laughs> and Alice Cook, and I'm, my just, my eyes just mash them together to make Alice, Alice, Cooper Alice Cooper every time. If Alice Cooper is listening, do send us a quiz because I'd oh, love to see what Alice Cooper's brain would come up with. I would not be at all surprised though. He is a a man of many interests. Is Alice Cooper? He is a, a man of many parts. Um, <laughs> and we will also be discussing today uh, more on hosting and creating your own quizzes, and we are going to discuss something that is a hot topic amongst our listeners which is how to stop people cheating be that through draconian exactly be that through draconian measures like capital punishment (laughs) being strung up at the front of the quiz um, or making cheat proof questions or trying to engage them in other ways so we'll find our tips and tricks next So, as we have previously discussed, cheating in pub quizzes is one of the major problems in today's society. Yeah, a lot of people you hear now saying, why should I bother going down to the pub quiz when, you know, they're all, you know, Googling all the answers and there's no point if everyone's cheating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that shows me that the, the host hasn't got much imagination in trying to control that. Well, it's like being a teacher, isn't it? Where you have to know what you're dealing with 
and deal with it swiftly Mm -hmm. and decisively. What I always love is when you go to a quiz and at the beginning they do a really good speech about, look, we're all here for fun, there is a prize, so please don't take the mickey. We just all want to do the same thing, which is enjoy the quiz and not feel like anyone is getting an unfair advantage. And I think, yeah good on you for addressing it because there's I I mean I may have mentioned this before I've probably banged on about it but one of the worst ever quizzes I went to was where the quiz master just kind of came round and went oh I know people really cheat and I just never really know what to do and you're like if this happens every week no wonder no one is coming to your quiz yeah because it is really irritating because if people aren't interested in the quiz then they shouldn't be there. So either if it's a if it's an amazing prize, then I would argue maybe take the prize down so you weed out people who because I mean fifty quid right. So the quiz I went to it was fifty quid prize money. You go well that is that's sort of quite a lot of money, yeah. and it doesn't encourage anyone to come back. You just think oh yeah I'll turn up cheat get fifty quid and even if I'm caught cheating, what are yeah. the consequences? Whereas if it's for a bottle of wine or mm. for you know Sunday lunch for two at that particular pub. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or Less. a bar tab if you come back next week. Yeah. Ah, uh, yes. Which does two jobs in one, doesn't it? Yeah, it ensures it's, it's, loyalty. It is an absolute classic. The old beer voucher. And I think acknowledge it is a good... Yeah, acknowledging it, but you can be more forceful than that. So if I'm hosting particularly a charity quiz, I will at that point say, and now feel free to rat out any of your <laughs> opponents if you see any of them on their phones during a round yeah because that is an instant penalty and i will expect 50 pounds donation instantly to this charity nice nice if you are God, caught and, and it love does it when you get so people from. are like righteously yeah angry with other teams plus they've got the it's not we win if they get caught it's they get caught, the charity wins yes. and we get a bit of a one-up as well. It's perfect. Yeah. So yeah, basically set people against one another <laughs> is another way of Your dealing with it. fascist tricks, really. Yeah, basically just turn people into the Stasi is what yeah. they're informers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I think that's a great idea. I think make it everybody's responsibility, not just yours, because then yeah. it's not like them and us. It's like, well, you, you know, everybody's in the same I've, boat. I've seen places where you have to put your phone into a box so they'll provide Mm. you know a little plastic tupperware tub for your table and so between rounds if it's one of those quizzes where you hand in your papers you can get your phone out because you probably you know there's someone in one of those teams who will desperately need to keep an eye on their phone for you know childcare or something yeah 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 so they will get the you know you're allowed to unseal the box between rounds but it must go back in you can check if your kidney's available all right yeah (laughs) there we go Yes, exactly. I think that's a very good way of dealing with it. So you I know, remember work- the olden days where, you know, cheating involved someone nipping to the loose and texting or not even pre-texting, ringing somebody at yes. home going, Dad, do you know what the capital of Azerbaijan is? Are you near the Atlas? <laughs> Sometimes you would hear them. There was a great... Um, <laughs> thing on the uh, quiz 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 you know the quiz 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 guys and I was reading their website and they'd been hosting a quiz for kind of celebrities and they said there was a whole new level of tech cheating which was people going on twitter (laughs) to ask their followers which is stupid because it's very easily traceable very obvious who's done that yeah (laughs) 
but it's very now as well. Another good tip, actually, um, that I read somewhere was when you give the scores for the teams, make sure that everyone knows who they are. So if there is a team who are leading and they're cheating, yeah, then everyone keeps an eye on the leader because you're like, oh, yeah, they're the leading team. Let's have a look at them. And if they're all on their phones, then pretty quickly people are going to go, hang on a minute. They may be in the lead, but they seem to be constantly nipping to the loo or ducking under the table to get a napkin they've dropped and being down there for about five minutes. So that's... There's there's, there's that angle of observing and keeping an eye on people's behaviour, but then the other way of dealing with it is the structure of the quiz itself. Yes. So, I mean, a good way that quiz, quiz, quiz always structure their quiz is Mm -hmm. um at the end of each round you hand in your paper and it gets marked so it's all very quick there is not long enough to cheat yeah on a particular on a particular round you'd have to be very fast very efficient and get that paper handed in and and there's no sort of changing your answers after oh let's put that in before yeah we hand because in. gary's been out yeah for the no thing. no no yeah. it's 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 all done really ruthlessly efficiently so you've not got the opportunity mm-hmm. don't give them the don't give them the rope to hang themselves with basically i mean yeah because you can still give them enough time to chat and discuss and all the fun things about pub quiz but not enough time to then go back yes. and change I think that's a very good point my final point is that, of course, quiz masters and mistresses can make the questions cheat proof. It's very difficult, but it is possible. Well, we are going to try. So I've tried to create some sort of examples of these aren't in any way perfect, I would have <laughs> to say. Google Look at right now. She's on Google. <laughs> so uh, thinking of kind of interesting, uh, sort of lateral thinking kind of yeah. ways of doing questions. So some of these I've made up myself. Some of these I've shamelessly stolen from That's people fine. on the internet. So... You can do things that are ungoogleable in that you're describing something in a way that will not be on the internet. So this is an example of a, a song oh. where we've taken the lyrics and kind of paraphrased them. So which song is this describing? In an area of low pressure and high humidity, a series of bodies fall from the sky at approximately <laughs> 2230. It's raining men. <laughs> I activated Siri there. Oh, <laughs> I mean, what did Siri make of all that? Siri wanted to, um, yeah, Siri thought I wanted to know about the weather. (laughs) But it's not... It's not raining men yet. It's not raining men, no. So... (laughs) That's sad. Slightly surreal. Yes, it's raining men, that's correct. What connects a single by the Pogues, an Italian island resort, and a unit of electrical current? Wow. Because, of course, this is sort of ungoogleable because it's a connection yeah. between three things that are not explicitly named. It's quite a good three-part. So, it's so almost like a round Britain quiz kind of yeah, question, isn't yeah, it? I Which they're that is, great. That is a way of approaching... Yeah, make it sort of multi-part yeah. and all of them slightly cryptic and so obscure. So say this again. A single by the Pogues, and it's the one that goes... Da, 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 I was thinking it's got to be da, Fiesta. Da, 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 yeah. Fiesta. An Italian island resort... What Italian islands are there? Oh, is it going to be ice creams? No. No? I was thinking Fiesta Solero. No. <laughs> is that a the place? The lovely island of Solero. <laughs> <laughs> I'm there. I've booked Where? in for a fortnight. Uh, the Italian island resort, uh, Gracie, yeah. 
crepe. I was going to give you the Gracie Fields yeah. connection there. Um, and a unit of electrical current. Oh, Ford cars. Are the cars? Yes, cars. yes, yes. So the Capri. unit of electrical current is the... Mm, um, electrical current is the volt now. Amp, no. Well, it's a sort of, it's a, basically, it's a bit of a cheat because it's a kilo ampere. So it's I was going to say, okay. <laughs> so is it the, the car? Yeah, as a joke. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> Very good. Uh, which of Captain Ahab's legs was wooden? Neither. Correct. Hey. Ah, you see. Um, I was trying to so say his, his false leg, which I actually did desperately try and find which one it was, but couldn't because I couldn't be bothered to read the whole of Moby Dick. <laughs> so I just Googled I, I it. I have read it and yeah, that's, yeah. I'm not, but it's made of whalebone. There is only one letter that's not in any US state name. (gasps) Which letter is it? Oh, that's so good. And it's a good, you know, you couldn't Google that because you would have to Google every single American. You'd have to do the process of elimination, basically. Obviously, it's not Z because Arizona has a Z in it. You've got New Mexico with an X. New Mexico with an X. You've got Virginia. You've got loads of V's. You've got. uh, New Jersey's got a J and a Y. Oh, in Wyoming. Wyoming with a W. K for Kansas or Arkansas. This is brutal. You've got, I mean, L, just loads of those. You've got Maryland. You've got no B. You've got, um, um, <laughs> God, that's terrible. I can't think of any, but um, Alabama. Alabama. Oh, yeah. That's a great question. And the answer is Go on. Q. Wow. Wow. Yeah. No Qs. Because, you know, Albuquerque, I was going over, that's yeah, New Mexico. So that's town, and uh, yeah. Uh, okay. Good. Uh, now, the final question is a three-parter. And it's ungoogleable because what I'm doing is I am describing the title sequences of popular <gasps> television shows. Yay, I love this. So, number one is Fighting Arrows Move Across a Map. Dad's Army. Dad's Army. A man in a black and white suit. Or, sorry. Madman. Yeah. <laughs> Shall I complete the question? I may as well. A man in a black suit and white shirt falls out of a tower block. Madman, 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 madman. I love that. Beautiful. love that. And then the final one. A family comes home after a day at work and school. The Simpsons. Yes. Hey. Too easy. So ungoogleable, but too easy. Lovely though. So thank you. But well, that's, you that's another thing. You don't want to upset people at your quiz by making everything impossible they want to get a certain chunk of them that's it but feel good about it one of the ways that you can stop cheating is and again i think this was on the quiz 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 website they recommended this that uh, start easy so people think oh actually this is a really lovely quiz i don't need to cheat yeah it's just going to be a great laugh and we're all going to know all the questions and then get hard later yeah. when they've established they're not going to cheat. Yeah. So that's yeah. that's our top tips for avoiding cheating in a quiz. Don't cheat. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. We are delighted to be joined by one of our very favourite people, someone who is a quizzing god to me. It's the author, 
the quiz writer, producer, it's the one and only Mr. Alan Connor. <laughs> what an introduction. <laughs> he wasn't expecting that. Well, you are, of course, we shall get this out of the way straight away. You are involved with the show that everybody loves, Only Connect. Uh, yes, uh, less less so than I was. I was the, I was the question editor, and I remain a contributor mm-hmm. and, and viewer. Um, I quite like being able to watch it now. Yes, you know, it's that thing where when you when you make quizzes, you think, "Why doesn't someone do one of these for me?" <laughs> I'd love to answer these questions. Oh, I know. Well, and um, so do you have a question or a wall, indeed, that you are particularly proud of? What of mine? Yes. Mm. Oh, oh, that's a good question. Mm. Um, uh, oh, you can have some I thinking. Tell you time. what, um, I had to sort of come up with some when I when I applied to get involved with Only Connect. I thought, oh, what, what, what won't they have done? Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't want to watch eight series <laughs> um, to work it out, but I thought, oh, the, the, I thought it's a bit like. Do you know there's that book Brewers, Phrase and Fable? Mm-hmm. And you, you sort of open it up, and it'll you, and you'll look for cakes, and it will tell you all sorts of like mythological references to cakes and why cakes were important in the nineteenth century. And I thought, what my what might I didn't have a copy of it, so I thought I had an imaginary copy in my head, and I thought, <laughs> what might be in there? And I came to an idea, and but I'll give you it as a question because oh, uh, cool. it was on on series nine, so you won't remember it. So it was what connects, and the first picture was Moses. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then there was Tom Jones, not that Tom Jones, the other Tom, the literary Tom mm-hmm, Jones, mm-hmm. a picture from the film. Yep. And I've got an oh. you've got the answer already. I've got an answer. I've got nothing. Shall I, shall I say the others for the benefit of the of the listeners? Because I'm sure you're right. And me. Yeah. Well, do you want to guess who they are? Okay. It was yes. Superman. Mm-hmm. And oh gosh, who would the other one have been? Superman, Tom Jones. Oh, and Heathcliff. Oh yeah. So Superman would have come in last Heathcliff, probably in the middle somewhere. Um, and so the answer is, of course... The foundlings. The <gasps> foundlings. Oh, wow. And I, thought, I said to myself, I, I think this will go down quite well with that only connect lot because it's, it's a cool word, foundlings. It's yeah. not a cool thing to happen, obviously. But also, because you've got a superhero and some like literary stuff in there, um, it's... Um, it's what I fancy call crossbrow. Yes. Both highbrow and lowbrow. Yes. And that's what I think Only Collect does the, the best, is where you can only get it if you know about, like, manga and Sanskrit at the same time. <laughs> crossbrow, I have never heard, but I love. I let's, love let's, crossbrow. Let's feed it. Feed it into the world. Yeah, because actually I always think there's something quite divisive about saying, oh, that's a very highbrow quiz, oh, that's a mm. bit lowbrow, but yeah. Because middle brow is how my comedy's been described, and I'm like, oh, oh, middle that brow. That sounds like unibrow. It. <laughs> <laughs> which you, you, you not. Which I have. Not, not, not currently. You're well plucked <laughs> at the right moment. At the moment. But, uh, oh, that's a lovely thing, cross brow. I like that. Um, so w- tell us a bit about your journey into quiz, Alan. <laughs> <laughs> um, gosh, okay. Um, well, I mean, that. I suppose that... Uh, that was uh, writing those questions was the the first time I sort of stepped up and had to to think about 
being a bit professional about quiz. So I've done quizzes for with mates and for mates before, but you can you can sort of be a bit more of an arse when you do that. <laughs> um, you don't have to have that sort of care of thinking. Do you know what? Um, if this question's too easy, um, that's just insulting mm-hmm. for everyone involved. Mm. And if it's too hard, then there's going to be a, a TV studio with this haunting silence. And <laughs> if there's an audience with a haunting silence, it's awful. And if there's no audience, like on, on Connect and House of Games, and there's a haunting silence, it's just as awful. And you can you can edit it out for the program for the for the transmitted version, but the the that sort of the 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 whippoorwill of the points desert, so the, 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 the um, what do you call them? Tumbleweeds blowing through. I think have a real effect on on contestants. Yes. They just look miserable and they're you left can see. Yeah, the head them. goes down. What is the point of me yeah, being here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've yeah. all felt that way at yeah. quizzes sometimes. Oh yeah, we? we have frequently. Um, and you, uh, you've become so knowledgeable informed about quiz that you have written what i consider to be the definitive book on the subject the joy of quiz definitive in quite a small field i would say (laughs) a a very important field a field that i love to be in a field that i love to lie in it's but it's so comprehensive because it's got the history of quizzing it's got tips i mean it's amazingly helpful for anyone who is thinking of writing a quiz or getting involved in quizzing on a professional level Mm -hmm. it's amazingly helpful and very funny and it's also written with quizzing along the way which is very important I think that it's as you did for us at the beginning there you set questions in order to prove your points and I absolutely love that about it what are the most interesting things you learned while writing your book would you say oh that's a good one I've learned something since which um uh, uh, just <laughs> I, I've realised what I'm about to do is sort of r- rather than um, modestly um, swatting away your praise I'm, I'm about to add to it good uh, you're not supposed to do that are you but I, um, I le- I've learned recently that the um, there's a chapter it's not it's mostly fun and not that technical but there's a, a chapter which goes a little bit technical about how to write a question such that um, you've got the the more revealing knowledge coming at the end mm-hmm. uh, because it's just nicer for the person answering the, the, the question to um, to have the options narrowed down as you, as you witter away reading it out. And I discovered that um, that 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 chapter has been uh, distributed among the question writers of a, a popular uh, BBC Tea Time quiz, oh. um, mm. which. Uh, my response was simultaneously that is very very flattering and who scanned this in as a pdf (laughs) yes well that'd be like 15 quid for me bbc Um, cuts yeah Yeah. it's our license fee is would be paying for it alan and there's a lot of contention about that at the moment so uh, this is true but staying with the bbc and and weirdly topical as as we contemplate next week's schedules being mainly hand-washing tutorials <laughs> and, um, and episodes of Peppa Pig that have got the, the Key Stage 1 curriculum kind of wedged into them or something. Um, I learned that quiz, which I sort of thought probably went back, you know, at least as far as Victorian times, if not, if not much, much further back, doesn't at all. And, mm. and it made, as, as soon as I 
thought about what, okay, what would it be for for a, a Victorian host or hostess to to do a quiz of an evening? I thought actually that does make sense. Like, why would you spend hours thinking who who's coming to my parlour and what do they know about? And I'll get these questions. I better check the answers are right. And you need a bit of this and a bit of that in there when you can just say we'll play hunt the slipper. <laughs> Well, I've hidden the slipper, yes. and that's that's half an hour filled up. And I mean, some of these so, games may be making a comeback in isolation times. I think a, a game of Hunt point. the Slipper. Oh yeah, <laughs> great point. This is the next book you need to release, Alan. Is Victorian parlour games that you can play with the family you are growing to hate. Anyway, but um, and they're all out of copyright, right? Yeah, exactly. Oh, you yeah. just change a word. Repatent it. There you go. We've got a plan. We've got a plan. But so, uh, so yeah. So quizzing in the Victorian era not a thing. So quizzing in the Victorian era not a thing, and 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 not re- not at all in at the start of the twentieth century. The the were spelling bees, um, which which took place in in real life in barns and things in America, and then made their way onto American radio, and then the BBC. Um, sort of tried this out and then along along came world war Two, and basically that there had been barely any quizzing until the point where some bright spark at the bbc said you know those bees we do that thing where you buzz in and you might be right or wrong and you get points why don't we do that with how to be a good land girl or how to be a good fire warden. Mm. So during the war, the war there was the the fire wardens bee and the the land girls bee, where members of the public were were tested on how successfully they were digging for victory, kind of thing. And when you look in the Radio Times, um, you know, there's that thing with um, with quiz shows where in the first series they massively over-explain everything. Mm-hmm. So if you watch the first series of Pointless. About 10 minutes go by with Alexander mm, Armstrong going. Yes. And so we've asked 100 people. We haven't asked them 100 questions, but we've asked 100 people. And the weird thing is, the more people that have said it, that's worse for you. I know. It's, <laughs> it just goes on and on like that. You just think, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Um, but in the early days of quizzing, the, the, the whole idea of doing a quiz was so alien that the Radio Times, if you look at the entries, will say, and... Um, the uh, the contestants are, are, are divided into two teams, each of whom <laughs> have an electronic buzzer, and the first to press that will catch, and it just goes on like that. So um, people were getting simultaneously getting used to the idea that you might be competitive about facts facts in the world and accumulate points for for remembering more of them quickly, and and this 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 format, which was the first thing on radio that wasn't like there's an opera and we're putting it on radio or I'm going to read out essentially read out the newspaper or <laughs> it is amazing yeah, that play. it's you know it is much more modern than I certainly would have thought mm. I mean I found that your book was full of interesting revelations um it was something that struck me particularly was that you uh, said the the reason that women didn't generally host quizzes was that people didn't believe they liked to believe that the host might know the answer which of course they wouldn't believe of a woman <laughs> that a woman could possibly know stuff, which really made me laugh. It's ghastly, isn't it? And I don't know. So that yeah, there was a there was a particular quote of a kind of senior producer who'd been interviewed by by a female academic in the nineties, I think, or noughties, who'd who'd said that. And I, it's hard to tell whether this is one of those bits of um, 
internal TV group think where they assume that of the public and, and the public would in fact be much smarter than mm. them or whether the, the public were, 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 have been as Neanderthal until recent times. Well, I, th- I think it's still going on from my Twitter feed, <laughs> if I'm perfectly honest. <laughs> yes. And from the number of female quiz show hosts there are. Well, that's true, I yeah. I think Twitter feed is a cesspool. <laughs> what, is, it, what, what is, is it the worst if you get a sport question wrong? It's not so much whether I get things particularly right or wrong, it's just that I exist <laughs> as, a, as a woman on TV who shows off a bit of knowledge and I'm either an idiot because I didn't know a certain thing or I'm a big Mm. show off because I did and how dare I and it is is sadly disproportionate with um, my colleagues who look a little bit more like people would expect a you know the the meanest teacher at school to look. Yeah. Perhaps I should put a trigger warning out for these people when the show starts. There's, there's, there's yes. going to be a woman here getting some questions. Yeah, see, you will and see a woman quiz. Please don't be afraid. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see this week there was a thread by one of the contestants from the University of Yes, yeah. it was great. It was extra- I wanted to write about that in the book and then I thought, do you know what, I don't, I don't want to go and search out... <laughs> It's a drop in the ocean as well. You don't want to get yourself down. Gavin's trying to make a party. Yeah, no, Um, I mean, it's a depressing aspect. But uh, I mean, but I think things are changing slowly as they always do. And I mean, so quizzing is now firmly established as a national favourite pastime. What I would like to urge our listeners to do is to buy your book, Alan. Would that be okay with you? Oh, go on then. (laughs) What's from the library? Oh, borrow it from the library when they're open again. Yeah, Joy of Quiz, uh, which is great. And also, I have um, read your cryptic crossword book, Two Girls, One on Each Knee. That's correct, isn't it? I've got the title in front of me. Which, obviously, any cryptic crossword fan will immediately be going, of course, that's Patella, Pat and Ella. Our producer, Amanda, has just got that one. Very (laughs) excited. But um, Which is also, because I, you know, I think the quizzing brain and the cryptic crossword brain, often there's quite an overlap, Mm -hmm. isn't there? So I would heartily recommend that in these times of self-isolation, people go to uh, the website of their local bookshop. And, um, yes, who can, who can have it the next day. Yes, someone on a, on a fixed wheel bicycle, fixed gear bicycle will pedal it round <laughs> yes. if you're in East London. And when you're playing Hunt the Slipper, you can say, oh, hang on, I've just had my delivery of books. <laughs> Pause this game of Hunt the Slipper. We shall play Postman's Knock the in a moment. The Slipper shall wait. <laughs> <laughs> One of my feet will be cold for the rest of the evening. <laughs> Well, Alan, we could talk to you all night and day and for the rest of our self-isolation period, but we do have to get on. So we would love to talk to you again, if that's all right, do a part two, because there's plenty more we need to talk to you about. But for now... Au revoir. It's all it's au revoir, au revoir. certainly. It's it's a riva is riva dirty, does that mean so long? So long. I d- anyway, I'll I'll look that up and I'll I'll put that in my next quiz. But uh, thank you so much, Mr. Alan Connor, quiz thank god. So it is yet again time for our favourite part of the show. It's our listener quiz. And today it's been sent in by Alice Cook who actually has sent in enough questions that we're going to make this a two-parter. <gasps> Double header from Alice. Nice so one. this is the first bit. And Amanda, over to you. What does Alice want to know? Oh, we've got a buzzer, by the way, as well. Yeah, let's hear that first, please. 
And so you're going to be vying for that buzzer. So, yes, you know, it's you fast literally fingers Fingers on buzzers. Fists on buzzers. Fists on buzzers, there okay. we go. So Alice is... Uh, fisting in this show. The <laughs> series <laughs> is fist heavy. So I blame Nick Helm for that. Oh, okay. yeah. Well, he, he, he laid down the gauntlet. He precedence, didn't he? Yeah, but, um, filth. Yeah. Okay, so Alice's question number one. According to the legend, which Ethiopian animal discovered the powers of the humble coffee bean? Wow. Hmm, um, what animal needs to stay awake? Lucy. An Ethiopian um, camel. Incorrect. An oh. Ethiopian camel. I don't know why I thought that would be the I'll answer. go for a giraffe. No, that no. would be good though. I'd, I'd like to see a wired giraffe. <laughs> I mean, they're pretty full on as it is. Well, it, maybe, was it a sloth? No, wrong continent. I know it's the wrong continent. I hate continent, sloths but... as well. But I, don't, I will not hear a word of them. Oh, really? Oh, the, I thought they were cute. Even cuter on coffee, I'd imagine. Yeah, wired. No. Um, is it a cat of some description? Yeah, no, I think you should probably a think monkey. about um, there's a certain bean, isn't there, which has been processed through. Oh, the civet. No. Yeah, that's it's a type of cat. Oh, that's no. Then. No. Okay, it's a different one. Elephants. I've maybe drank a different kind of. Coffee. Oh my god! <laughs> I don't think it was coffee. I don't think it was. <laughs> What a way to find out. Um, I don't know. Snake. Um, no. Bat. <laughs> I don't know. Coronavirus. Oh, God. I don't, I've got them on the brain. I don't know. Go on. Tell it's, us. Uh, goats, apparently. Oh, there are goats. plenty of goats. And I've goats, just remembered it wasn't the coffee that I drank through goats. It was... Um... Goat shit coffee. <laughs> <laughs> what, what goat shit was it? Did you hallucinate, Amanda? Are you still on it? What is, what is going on? Argan oil. When I went to Morocco, they, they shit it out of they shit it out can of them. Can we not? Can we not? The, and Why then they pound it open. Okay, all right. Um, yeah, it's oh, a bit grim, isn't it? It all is right. a bit, but anyway. I still bought two bottles of it. <laughs> wow. Okay. Anyway, goat was the answer there. It was. Were you uh, offered any any goats in exchange for yourself? Who wasn't actually? I'd take that as an absolute insult. No, but I, I, when I went to Morocco with my mate Julia, we were trying to barter for some stuff, and then they started to try and sell us some argan oil, these Berber lads. And then it was working out how many camels they would need to pay our dads. I was like, we're out of here, mate. Come on. This, they give this whole routine to everyone. Yeah. <laughs> Let's yeah. get out of here. Uh, there we go. Well, And then um, we went and bought some uh, leather goods. Which was a similarly harrowing experience. Well, yeah. I don't like bartering. I'm no, not a fan. I hate to barter. I mean, I like I like bargain hunt, but the bartering bit of it, I'd be deeply uncomfortable with. Mm. So that's what puts me off going on bargain hunt. Yeah. If Although giving... we would, let's just put that out there. If we were off, oh, Jenny and I would imagine. do a team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Imagine. Make Even that better, antiques road trip. Yes. I'd love to do that with you. I'd love to do an antiques road trip together. It'd be beautiful, wouldn't it? If you're listening, <laughs> we're available and cheap. We're we're all available right now. We just can't go on the road trip. No antique buying here unless it's on eBay. Could do an eBay version. <laughs> okay, I'm going to move on to question number two, and it is: Drew Barrymore is the godparent of which deceased rock star's daughter? Lucy Kurt Cobain. Correct. I Francis didn't know that. Bean. Yeah, but that's... Oh, is there really a bean theme? 
We had Coffee Bean, Ooh. Francis Bean. No, there isn't. Just what? That would be oh, accident. Would have been. I'm yeah. just thinking far too only connect at Very this time good. of night. <laughs> Question number three: Buckle up. <laughs> I've buckled. <laughs> if the Sydney Harbour Bridge is based on the Tyne Bridge, which bridge in New York inspired both Sydney and Tyne? Wow. Oh, bridge in New York. Um, Lucy, the Brooklyn Bridge. Nah, it doesn't look like <laughs> I that. can't think of any other bridges. Um, I'm now thinking of a bridge that I think was there a disaster. The Verrazano Narrows Bridge. No. Is it the Bean Bridge? <laughs> I love the way you keep just pressing the yeah. buzzer. <laughs> um, bridges of bridges in Madison County. Bridges uh, of New York. How many more bridges? I should know lots of bridges, but um, far too. Tipsy. Mm, yeah, we don't know. If I was if I was in my my flat at home, I would be looking at the wall where I have a map of Manhattan. I'm going to try and give you a clue because um, I, I don't know anything about this bridge, but I'm guessing it's maybe a bridge to a particular borough or area of New York, which is named after a which is has the name Kitchen in the title. Hell's Kitchen Bridge. No. Yeah. Kitchen. I just guess it, it might the, not be. Is it the spatula? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Oh, no. These are, these, are these are good questions, it, Alice, but they're difficult. Yeah. Well, it's the Hellgate Bridge. The hell, I, Ooh, I don't know, I don't know it bridge. at all, but I will look it up now. Wow, Hellgate Bridge. Question number four. Who preceded Michelle... I think, Jenny, oh. you're going to have this. Who preceded Michelle Visage as permit judge on RuPaul's Drag Race? Fingers on buzzers. No, hang on. Well, they mean the female. I mean, I don't think there are any that were. Jenny. Santino Rice? No. I'm pretty sure he was a permanent judge, but maybe overlapped with Michelle. Um, there was a woman who was on, like, the first two series. Was it a woman? I don't know. Oh, great. <laughs> I've got literally it's, no a, it's, a, it's very stagey kind of Sheila Bly no it's, it's, it's not a drag <laughs> or how much is it who was on this show how <laughs> much is it I know oh, we, need to, we need to go to Berlin for yeah we really do we keep Christ. promising ourselves um, as soon as this travel ban's lifted <laughs> Anna Fabulous go on who is it uh, Merle Ginsburg Merle Gin- yeah it's the woman who was on before yeah oh. that is a very hard question oh. yeah that is that is a level a level seven, I would say. Um, even for a drag race fan, okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so the I mean, end... I mean, she's not as good as Michelle. Okay. No, no offence, no Mel, but... Mel. She's listening. Fine, no. so... Okay. Everything's so playful. Is... So we've got one more question mm-hmm. in this okay. part. Which fruit is banned from all modes of tra- public transport in Singapore? Yes. Durian. Yes. Oh, nice, nice, My nice. go-to banned fruit. Yeah, no, that's good. It does yeah. stink. So, yeah. yeah, fair enough. Oh, well, good. Um, I that's, think that's a draw. That's one each, which yeah. is, I'll take that. So thank you very much, Alice Cook, for your nice brilliant one, Alice. listener questions. And we're going to have more of those in a future episode. Yay. So there we are, the end of another episode. And Alan Connor, what a star, what he a is. legend he is. What he doesn't know about quiz isn't worth quizzing about. It's not worth it. If it what he doesn't know, he didn't put in his book. And frankly, everything in his book is amazing. So, yeah. Well, you, you dread to think what he's kept for the sequel. I know. Well, I can't wait to read it. Uh, and thank you very much to the lovely Alice Cook. Yes, part one. Yes, which was tough. 
good. Tough but fair. Yeah. So we shall look forward to hearing more from Alice Cook, more at some point from Alan Connor in the future. I'm already absolutely agog. Yes, we cannot wait. So we'll see you then. Thank you very much for listening to Fingers Fingers on Buzzers. Fingers on Buzzers starred Lucy Porter and Jenny Ryan and was produced by Amanda Redman with music by Kevin MacLeod and Justin Edwards. Email quiz at fingersonbuzzers.com and tweet at fingersbuzzers. Thanks for listening and don't forget to join us next time for more Fingers on Buzzers. 